Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are having our own little Q&A session. This is fun. I don't think we've ever done our own little Q&A. I know we usually get the questions from other people. So, yeah. So, Lori and I have come up with a few questions for each other. Some are about business and some are a little more personal. Uh, and in true Thrifters Villa style, we anticipate going off script before too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. It's already happened. We're already off script. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's get to it. We'll see you at the table. really doesn't take much. Really no, <laughs> we can start the timer. <laughs> I said to Daniela before we started, these are more like conversation starters and we'll just kind of see what direction we go in. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we've ever asked each other questions, which I think is fun too. Yeah, it is fun. I feel like we did the, tr- the truth, truth or dare, dare, which is kind of the same thing. Kind of similar, right? Because there were certain questions, but that was, that was even more fun. This is just kind of just some some questions um all right shall we jump right in yeah yeah okay so Daniela name something you've picked up recently that you historically vowed you would leave behind and the reason behind your decision so um I recently picked up a anthropology piece but it's like the anthro by anthropology like their own house brand piece um, and it, the reasons why I picked it up was one, it was new with tags. So that was kind of like a no brainer. I'll, I'll typically pick that up depending. This is a sweater too. So that was the second thing. So it's a sweater. It was new with tags. It was camo print, which I feel mm-hmm. like always does well. Um, and it was an extra large. So oh, those factors cow. alone, right. Well, um, it ended up in my closet last night, so it's not going, it's not, I'm not going to sell it now. Um, (laughs) somehow it miraculously ended up in my closet I don't know how it happened I don't know how it happened I I put it on the hanger and I was looking at it I was like I think you'll fit me and you look really cozy so I put it on it was like oh you're so oversized and you're so cozy you're gonna come home with me we're just gonna put you in my personal closet and call it a day um but those are the reasons why I grabbed it I typically don't pick up like especially the anthropology stuff. Cause it's, it's a house brand, right? It's like the Nordstrom brand stuff. It's, it's their own house stuff, but like t-shirts or blouses, unless it has like a novelty print or something that really catches my eye. I, I don't, I don't pick it up. Um, I don't really pick up anthropology jeans, like Pilgrim, the letterpress. I just don't yeah, do well with it. Yeah. 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 So it's and just, they're cute too, which is the tough part. They are. The more current label is some of the pieces are super cute and yeah so it's tough but because it was a sweater because of the print the did you get it um it was at a consignment store so and it was only ten dollars all right yeah. cost of goods is important I'm, I'm just out of curiosity important you know what I mean yeah well now it's in my closet so it really doesn't matter how much it costs me <laughs> so yeah ten dollars <laughs> is a super big bargain yeah what about your you, own Lori? closet um, I picked up something yesterday that I'm like, it was at, it was, was it at the bins? I went to the bins and then I went to the pit. <laughs> I hang out in classy places. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was a Shein dress. Oh, um, bum, bum, which I hate the company. Controversy. But- Why would you do yeah. that? Well, because they are like the epitome of 
bottom of the barrel, fast fashion. Yeah. Um, and so there's a part of me that's like, you know, let's give this another life because, because somebody, you know, some, it, somebody probably made this in poor conditions and whatever, and it's going to end up in a landfill that, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? But I don't, I didn't, I picked it up because it was the damn cutest little black gingham dress with ruffles and a high collar and it was trendy and it was so damn cute. And then I looked at the tag and I'm like, damn you. And because it was Shein, it weighed nothing because their quality is right. Because it's paper. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so cute. Like it was so cute. So we're going to try it for 18 bucks in Posh on Poshmark. We're going to sell it. You're going to sell it just because of the, the name. And if you're not in the reseller community, I feel like th- this is a brand that you're always like, it, it's in the mainstream media because they mimic so many of the desirable yes. styles. So, and, yes. and it's affordable. So a lot of people that aren't into reselling or sustainability or that kind of stuff, which the majority of people out there don't really know about this movement. Like they might've heard of about it, but they don't really know it the same way that we do. They're probably going to pick Correct. it up. Not necessarily. Yeah. Well, I've had many of, I'll, I'll call them conversations with my 19 year old daughter about her ordering from this company. And she will say to me, mom, you tell me another place that has super trendy pieces that I can wear just for going out that I don't really think I'm going to wear long-term mm-hmm. for the price that I can order 12 things for 80 bucks. Like in, and I'll, buy from what she's like, I can't do that on Poshmark. I can't buy pre-owned for this price, mom. And they're trendy, they're current styles, and they're super cheap for a college student on a budget. So Mm -hmm. she still orders and, and, you know, she's getting better, but she, she will say, I just can't, you know, it's hard for me to, to find comparable things. I mean, it's a, it's a valid point. It's valid, but anyways, I'm not, it, wasn't, so it wasn't a proud moment, but it was a damn cute dress. I'll give you, I'll give it that. Well, and I run into this situation often when I'm in the thrift store and I look at something like, this is so cute. And I'm like, oh, yeah, kind of disappointed that mm-hmm. or forever 21. But I mean, I, thrift store prices, no, because that, it, that mm-hmm. same dress at Savers would have cost like $8.99, $10.99. At least, <laughs> at minimum. And if it was new at 10, forget it. I don't know. Yeah. It starts an interesting conversation though, about like the whole fast fashion and sustainability thing. And there's like this big, I don't know if you saw, there was an article that came out about how Chanel is going to limit the amount of handbags, certain handbags that people can buy. And one just, classic per year. Yeah. First of all, if you're buying more yeah. than one classic per year, I want your life, but yes. um, <laughs> I don't feel bad for you that you can only buy one from Chanel. You know, you, you can buy it elsewhere. Just, just one from Chanel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a dollar bag. That's, that's it. another conversation. Like, who are you? But um, you know, it made me it made me think, and it kind of started a conversation. I feel like all over, and I was listening to a podcast this week. Uh, let me pull it up. It was really good, and it was about resale and about how fast fashion and resale are almost going hand in hand. Like, um, so it's it's called crash. Cor- Crash Course Fashion, and the episode was um, the newest one that just came out with called, called Turning Old Clothes into New Profits, Why Fashion is Betting Big on Resale. So it was mm-hmm. it was a really good episode, and she had a guest on it. But it, like, it, it made me start thinking, too, like, all right, so in the resale community, or if, if stores start to do resale, like Madewell started to do it, right? We've got these, these brands are doing buyback programs. Coach is doing it. 
because they're turning more of a profit, maybe not so much for us as resellers, but if big box stores are turning more of a profit, is this going to then initiate them creating more items? Like it's not necessarily being like, they're being sustainable in a sense by, you know, buying back items and then reselling them, but now they're producing more items because they're, they're getting such a higher profit margin and they just keep getting all this money coming in. Is this going to then have them start, I don't know, creating more and creating new lines and build, you know, building up their business? Like, do we think that's the direction they're going to go in? Or do we think brands are going to step back and say, here's a buyback program and let's now streamline everything else that we have. I mean, I would think the latter, I would think that if they are reselling and buying things back, it would slow down production. Yeah, if they're know. getting inventory back from consumers and their whole idea is to be more sustainable and kind of circulate their brand back into their business as opposed to people like us and you know who are selling on mm-hmm. other platforms like Poshmark and eBay, Mercari, all that sort of thing, if they can get their items back, resell their own stuff, it seems to me like you would want to slow down. Yeah, but I don't know. Like that that's part of this conversation that they had where the question is, are they really going to slow down or are they just going to make this another branch of their business and then continue to produce the way they are? At that point it's counter. So just business as usual, but we right. we want to take this business back from resellers. That's basically what I think a lot of like the bigger retailers are thinking or okay, we don't want this business to be online with these resellers and these like thread ups of the world, right? The real rails of the world. We mm-hmm. want it to be within our own company. So now we're getting all the profits. I mean, the companies are smart to do that. And then to take it to the next level, if more of them become uh, more strict about using stock photos, which I know I'm guilty of using people's mm-hmm. stock Did photos. Um, but like, I won't use North Face stock photos on eBay because it's been removed. Um, there are certain brands that will go after you. So Will will they be more protective of their property and, you know, have the buyback program with them? And I mean, I think it will work pretty well for people who are very brand loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're somebody who has been shopping from Patagonia for 20 years and online and you're interested in sustainability and you see that there are offerings of maybe discontinued color or what uh, I actually um, thrifted a pair of Patagonia overalls at the bins. They were like hemp and cotton just the other day. And I listed them today at an extra large and I went to get some information on them and the color that I have, they no longer make. And so, you know, that kind of feeds it. They, they, they have like an army green and a cinnamon right now. And I can't remember the other color, but mine's like a golden tan, you know, and um, yeah, so if they can buy back pieces like that, because that that's also what drives the price up mm-hmm. for resellers is if it's something that's not available anymore. And if you can pull that back into your own company brand, I can see that. I mean, it's a smart business move because reselling is. is is great. I mean, as always, like we're always going to have to be nimble and change as these things take shape. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think as time goes on, it'll it'll evolve Um, and we'll see what what brands and companies do. But I think like I think the luxury brands will probably be the first to put a big stop on resellers being able to resell them. Like I can see them going after resellers in in some capacity. 
you know, I, I can see that happening. Like, where did you get all these? Because there are people out there, I'm not talking about like the average everyday reseller. There's resellers out there on a much larger scale that are purchasing all these handbags in bulk, however they're doing it, right? I mean, that's why a lot of companies have limits. You know, when I worked at American Girl, we used to always limit the hot items. Um, but people, because resellers would come in and buy them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm one of those people. <laughs> but yeah you know you limit it as best as you can to to avoid it and and it's weird now and jay and i talk about it jay is my husband but we talk about it all the time about how they've been doing this with concert tickets forever Mm -hmm. you know it's amazing how a concert sells out and then you know you go on Ticketmaster, or i don't know if that's a local thing but whatever you, yeah. And in thing they're everywhere. So it's really interesting because people have been scalping tickets forever. Yeah. It seems. Um, but now people are just, you know, doing it with clothing. I know this is like a whole nother conversation, but it's, yeah. it's See, how long, how long have we been talking? <laughs> Off long. Five minutes. I knew it. I mean, we're only on our first, first question. question. First question. <laughs> okay. Moving on, Daniela, mm-hmm. what is, something fun you'd like to do with your YouTube channel in the next six months? Um, I don't know if I've really thought that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that a part of me sees the opportunity of using my reselling skills and highlighting them for a different demographic, like people that are looking for ways to build their closets or learn more or like lifestyle, like, you know, that, that kind of route. And I see sure. the opportunity there for it. So like when I've done my videos of how I'm building my closet with thrifted items or how I've sold things to then purchase other things that I want for my closet, like upgrading my closet, right? Those videos, when I've done, I've only done two, but those two videos are or have done very well for me. And they are the ones that people seem to always go back to and view. And I get a lot of new viewers from it. And, and um, they follow me now on Instagram and they'll message me like I was never a thrifter or anything. And I saw your channel and now, you know, I'm, I'm interested in it. And so I feel like there's opportunity there. So I would, I think it would be fun too to kind of create a different style of content, still a, you know related around reselling and thrifting, but more geared towards the build your own closet, learn how to thrift, learn how to create your own personal closet with these items that we're going to end up in the landfill. Like I think there's an audience for that without being a blogger, you know, because I feel like that's the majority of people who do that stuff are bloggers. And well, like- yeah, like I think of um. Uh, glazed and blazed and glazed in LA and like Carrie Dahl. I can't think of her last name right now. Um, B Jones. Like there are a lot of people that will take, like you go on Pinterest and then you, you get inspiration and Mm -hmm. you take your Pinterest boards and you take them to the thrift store and you're like, I'm going to do my best to find these Mm -hmm. looks at the thrift store. Like, I think those videos are super fun. I just think that they're any, any sort of little challenge is exciting to me. Like when you're watching as a viewer, I find it really entertaining and you're kind of rooting for the person to like find something that they're mm-hmm. looking for. And um, I like those videos sometimes too, because it's not so brand focused, Yeah, which I feel like we're sometimes a little bit of a, I know I feel sometimes like I'm a slave to brands sometimes. Um, yeah. And, but when you're going in for style, 
or for your own personal closet, brands don't matter quite so much. You're looking for fit, you're looking for style, you're looking for trend, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a different take on it, which is kind of exciting. I like that. Yeah. And I think it will keep things fresh for myself. Like not, not so much, uh, obviously for the viewers, but I think for me as a creator in general, I like to change things up. It's just who I am as a person. I change my closet every so many months. Like it's just who I am. And um, I think having some new ideas and things to focus on that are maybe not so much just reseller related would just be a fun thing for myself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's I bad. agree. That's fun. I mean, I, that was somewhat my motivation with thrift across new England. Like I wanted something that was different, you know, and, and then I did like my, um, whatever I've only done two of them, but my 10 minutes, my 10 and oh, yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just, just something. Yeah. Because I, I mean, for me, at least I feel like I have my, um, anchor things, which are like what's old mm-hmm. and halls and, and that's what people like to see and it's good information to share with the community and I enjoy them halls more than what's sold. But, um, yeah, I think it's fun to like sprinkle in some other fun content in there. One, one of the things that I've been thinking about doing, um, as thriftless February will be here before we know it. I know. Um, <laughs> I know it's just like, I feel like every day should be thriftless in my life. Um, with the amount of stuff I have, but, um, that's never going to happen. But for thriftless February, I think this year I want to go like room by room and and it's not anything that's super original. Mm -hmm. People have done it before. Like I'm going to let's thrift what's in my house sort of thing. But I want to like specifically go in fresh with a camera and have no idea what I'm going to grab and just see what I can grab and then see what I can make like room by room and just literally go through my entire house. Some days I'll do more rooms than others. But I think that would be kind of a fun, like, like to your point, like something, something fun and different and a challenge in a sense, like what, what do I not need in this room that could make me money and go, let's see. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. I, I, I love doing that kind of stuff. I literally do that to my own closet every month because I get bored with things. Like I'm not someone, I get attached to certain articles of clothing for like sentimental reasons but then majority of my clothes I'm like I don't care I don't care I don't care like throw it in a pile throw it to the right off don't care want something new I'm a very like it doesn't have to be new like brand brand new but new to me I want something that's new yes. to me my style changes all the time my weight changes all the time like I need to have diversity in my life and yeah it's just fun all of it's fun it's fun what is um something you've what is hmm what is the this is not on script either yeah. but what is the last luxury item you've thrifted for yourself? Cause you and I both love luxury. So what is like something fun that you've thrifted, thread up, like whatever, got it from the real, real, something that you would consider designer or luxury or just special? Yeah. The last thing that I got was the, um, the Chloe bag. That's the last luxury piece that I've gotten. I um, I am saving my pennies for another bag. I don't know what yet, but I want another bag. I'm selling off a few of my bags that I just don't reach for anymore. 
and uh, they mm -hmm. were thrifted. So like I, you know, minimal investment in them. So I'm going to sell those off and save that money. I don't know what I want. I really don't. I know I want a black leather handbag of some sort. I just don't know what brand I want yet, mm -hmm. but it'll mm -hmm. definitely be secondhand. I just don't know what brand I want. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Like, do I want a YSL? Because that's a little bit more attainable than a Chanel, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do I want another Chloe? Cause I could, that's also attainable in the resale market. Um, I don't know. There's so many different ways I can go with it. I don't want Dior. I know I don't want a Dior. I don't really like Dior handbags. I keep wanting to like Dior and I love it on other people. Yeah, but I don't like it for myself. I see it on other people, but they're, they're usually models and they have like a teeny tiny little structured bag and they go out at night and it's adorable. And then I think, okay, Laura, right. you're in a thrift store all day. Like that's not your life. It's not your body. Like it's just not you, you know? But you can really get sucked in on some, like watching some of the bloggers and Chanel is just so ridiculous. And I don't even know if, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of just that Chanel is like the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, excluding like an Hermes, but like a Birkin bag or something, but yeah. I don't like Birkins. So it, it doesn't interest me. I don't like them. Yeah. I don't, Birkins are just crazy. Yeah. I think they're beautiful to look at, but I, I think yeah. I would carry one for 10 minutes and my arm would fall off so because not functional yeah then, but that, yeah. that's the last thing I bought luxury wise um I mean I've bought um regular stuff like I bought a pair of hokas which is my first pair I want a new pair of sneakers for my walks and to have it work um and I'd never wore hokas before I get the hype I understand the hope really Oh, so comfortable. It's like what walking on a cloud. They're comfortable. They're, they're just so comfortable. comfortable. It's like oh. walking on a cloud and they actually run a little wide, which is nice. So I got to size down. So I usually wear a okay. nine. I got an eight and a half. Um, Interesting. I get it. I get the hype. So now I'm on the Hoka train. I like them. I'm on the Hoka train. That's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. What about you, Laurie? What's your latest purchase? Did you ever get, um, to get in the YSL bag? Did we have this conversation? I did not get the YSL bag. Um, we, there was a conversation between Danielle and I off screen, <laughs> off camera, off recording. Um, when I was going to get a bag from Saks. They were, they were offering cash back, like a, a gift card. Mm. And typically it doesn't apply to any of their luxury. Like it, YSL is excluded. And in this particular sale, it was included and it was literally 10 till midnight. The sale had gone on for a week and I decided with 10 minutes left that I was going to go for it. And I put all my information in and my credit card wouldn't go through because it was like unusual activity. So they said, like, why is Lori spending $4,000? It wasn't that much, but it was a lot. And they were, so they sent my husband a text message to like basically ask for permission while he was like snoring next to me in bed. So I'm like, why is, why are they not approving this? And so the next day I messaged them, I like, I thought about it. And then I was like, this is crazy. It was like $450 back as a yeah. gift card. I'm like, I could do Christmas shopping with that and, mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And plus, plus Rakuten was 10% back. Oh, that's good. So it was another, like it was $2,400 and Rakuten would have been $240 cash back mm -hmm. plus 450 in mm -hmm. gift cards. So now, now we're looking at like $700 roughly off of this right. bag. So then I could justify it but it didn't happen. And then I messaged uh, Saks and they messaged me back and they said, it, it seems on your, your record shows that it's a pre-order, which will ship in December. 
Well, that was for something else. That was like a little key card thing that was um, a special from YSL. And it was like 200 bucks, like just a little, it was yeah. a card card case. Yeah. And um, so that's not good that's not going to ship till December. And then I was like, I'm just going to let this go. Like it wasn't meant to be like, I'll get, so yeah, no, that didn't happen. It's it okay. Happen. It's okay. Um, I bought a six key fold Louis Vuitton oh. pre-owned for a couple nice. hundred bucks from thread up and it's in really good condition, except the edges, the deep, it's uh, all deglazed on the edges, which happens with oh. canvas with Louis Vuitton monogram. So I'm kind of annoyed because ThreadUp said it was very good condition. And I don't consider like deglazed edges, very good condition. I mean, the, 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 mon the, the canvas itself is in really good condition and there's very little tarnishing and stuff. And so I looked on DIYs, you can get like a you can get a thing and do it yourself or you can send it to Louis Vuitton, but then you're going to pay money at Louis Vuitton mm -hmm. to have it. Then I might as well have bought it new. You know what I mean? Right. So that's well, the that's risk fun. sometimes with pre-owned, but yeah. That is Anyways. Fun. What's next? What was your best year? sale of the week? Oh, Best well, sale of the week. Cost of goods and what the sale price was. Um, it doesn't have to be like highest price of the week, but just, yeah. So look it was it. actually yesterday. It was, awesome. a, it was called the Bowdoin Orange Fox Caroline three-quarter sleeve dress. It was new at tags. It was a petite, a 12 petite. Ooh. I listed it for $75 and it sold within seconds, seconds for full asking Second. Seconds. Listed it and I looked, I like literally shut the app for a second because um, I walked away. So the app my phone went went black right I go back on because I was listing and I was like I have a sale and I looked I was like I just listed this it was the Bowdoin piece oh $75 full asking price 12 petite new tags yeah it's great my goodness my cost of and goods my cost of goods was eight dollars awesome yes it was a very good Bowdoin's sale. been showing up lately I I like Bowdoin I love Bowdoin I have a hard time saying no to Bowdoin unless it's like really old Bowdoin like yeah really old or like a t-shirt like something like that then no I'm not gonna do it but a dress absolutely yeah I sold a like a Kelly Green Bowden like little jacket this week for 30 bucks Ooh. on eBay I bought it at the bins and it's not like a color that really sells well for me but it sold pretty quick I mean I just was at the bins last week so it sold within a week oh can I say another um, one what honey can I do another one of course so um I know we've talked about Patagonia before and how it kind of doesn't really move anymore for us. Well, I sold a Patagonia better sweater that I've had forever for full asking price of $65. Oh, awesome. That is <laughs> like, so good. What are the odds? I think it's just Patagonia season. Like I have been feeling like my summer was super quiet with Patagonia. Mm -hmm. And you know, if it's not a better sweater or a cinchilla or something like that, it really sits. Like I was at the pit yesterday and um, I passed on a Patagonia dress. And I mean, it literally yeah, would, would have been $1.50, but it was tank. It was sleeveless. It was, it's kind of like that athleta swim dressy light look. Um, and it was, it was faded. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to take you home with me. But yeah, the, I've had a couple of Patagonia sales in the past couple of weeks, but um, yeah, hopefully it's just the season. So that's good. I, we love a full price sale. Yes, we do. Yeah. How about you, Lori? Best sale of the week, cost of goods. 
What it sell My for? My best sale of the week was uh, yesterday or two days ago, October 15th. I sold it. It's a, remember that Lululemon jacket that I posted on Instagram? I don't know if you remember seeing it, but it's a Savasana soft shell. Oh, yes. yes, I remember. It was like a black that. check, like charcoal mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. So I found this jacket at in the men's department at, mm-hmm. at Savers. And it was priced at $12.99. I thought it was $14.99, but then I did a what's old video today and I looked at my cost of goods. It cost $9 because I had 20% off, right? So $11.99, $12.99, something like that was $9. And it's like a bit of a unicorn. There was one listed in the 300s, which I think was just a little a little much, um, but I listed mine for $249. And um, look, fair amount of likes on it. So every time somebody liked it, I would send an offer for $199 with discounted shipping Yep, and just see what happened. And then someone countered at $160. It'd been listed like four days. And I, I said to Jay, and Jay's answer is always the same. So I don't know why I ever bother asking him. It's like, move that shit, take yeah. the offer, get it out the door. Like, it's always the same. Like, Can you just liquidate everything, one- please? That's what I get. Can you just yeah. liquidate everything? Exactly. Jay's like, if it means it's one less thing in the basement, get rid of it. So I accepted and I was happy because like, I probably could have held out for a little little while longer. But I mean, looking here, $32 in Poshmark fees, $128 were my earnings and I paid nine bucks. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we really need to look at, right? Like it only cost us X amount of dollars. We're happy with it. And this is the crazy part of this story, Daniela. I went back to Savers because it's my Savers. It's the one that's 10 minutes away that I'm always My at. Savers. You guys hear that? My, my Savers. savers. <laughs> I own it. Um, and then I went to the men's section. I found another Lululemon coat. Same what? style in like green. I'm not joking. I, I, I'm going to list it today. I have pictures of it. I don't think it will sell as well as this because this was black and charcoal mm. check. It's the same jacket. And it was in the men's department three days later at Savers. This one, the second one that I bought was $14.99. I paid $12 for that one. Could not believe it. I'm like, please put all the Lululemon women jackets in the men's department from now on. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways. That's wild. That is wild. And in this store, I don't really expect to find a ton of Lululemon here. I mean, I've done fine in the store with lemon, but uh, yeah, those, those, those were pretty special. Let's see. The next thing we have on here is name an item that sold fast or sold recently that isn't talked about, talked, I said that weird, talked about much, or is something we assume many people pass on? Well, this is a good one. This is a loaded question. Right. Um, I think we have to look in our sales. I don't, yeah. I don't actually have anything in mind on this, Me but I'm always either. so impressed like, I think you had an Ann Taylor sale that was like, yeah, 50 bucks for a blazer. Pass on Ann Taylor. That's why I said people assume, Ooh, you know, another brand. Um, Luca Lane. I just sold a pair of Luca Lane faux snakeskin. It's like a faux leather snakeskin um, stiletto heel. It was like a rounded, it was like a booty, but it was a stiletto heel. I've never picked up Luca Lane. I typically pass on it. It's like one of those things where like they sell at DSW sometimes. Like it's just one of those brands where I typically wouldn't grab it. I ended up selling it for $50, which is my full asking price. Um, so that was, I don't, I've never heard people mention Luca Lane before on any haul in any manner. 
I've never heard of it before. So it is a shoe brand and it retails for a decent amount of money. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is, um, oh, what's it called? They sell in Nordstrom Rack. Um, Louis at sea or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I well, didn't even know that was a Nordstrom. I've seen it at Nordstrom Rack. I, I, they, I think they have them in anthropology sometimes, but I've actually had really good luck selling their shoes. Like, I'm not saying huge dollar amount, but like 40, 45. I know what brand you're talking about. I have not had luck. I ha- Because they're really nice shoes. Like, I am so drawn to them. Every time I see them when I'm out thrifting, I grab it. And then I'm like, ah, because I, I've probably sold a couple, but I feel like I've more have sat than have sold for me. I've had three pairs. I've sold all three. The last two that I've sold, I've sold for full asking price. Wow. Um, but they had boxes with them. So I think that's why. So one oh, okay. sold for 40 and it had the box. The other one sold for 49 and it had the box. One was new, one was like kind of new. You know, it was worn maybe a few times. So I, you know, I think I generally pass on it, but I think if it's like the right style, if it if it's got the box or if it's new, like I think there's a market for that because people do know well, that. Yeah, brand. I would definitely, I mean, I definitely think if it's new or with the box, um, I just looked honestly these shoes were some of the prettiest shoes i have ever had in my closet they're like a a topi suede peep toe with a block heel but the block heel had like mosaic tiles on the heel like in black and silver they were the funkiest shoes so gorgeous um and i remember when i purchased these i want to say i spent like 16 dollars at savers because i was that in love with them and they sat forever and they ended up selling for 31 dollars. at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So not, not my best purchase, but they were stunning shoes, like so beautiful. And that gets back to like when we're shopping for ourselves, like yeah. how we would maybe do things differently. Cause I um, love, let me see. I think J crew sometimes gets overlooked. I think that um, people really need to look at J Crew and maybe look at not the brand as a whole, but the individual pieces that you're seeing. Like, I think that's a, like, I think you can say about a lot of brands, but J Crew in particular, I feel like if you're looking at a certain type of blazer or a dress or um, I don't know, a jacket or coat, something like that, like J Crew coats do really well. You know, that's I, I that- love picking up J Crew. Yeah. J Crew is a little like anthropology in the sense that yes. they're, they've been around for a while. They have a huge, there's a lot from the company yes, and they have their uh, factory stuff. And so it's very easy to find stuff that will sit forever. That's J crew. But like, if you look at 10 J crew pieces, I would say that three to five of them are might be worth picking up. You know what I mean? So it's not, I like J crew a lot in like those, like, for example, the cardigan sweaters, the blazers that are sweaters. Yep. That's like money, money, money. I think I've sold three of them and they've all been above $50. Mm-hmm. And some of their blazers do very well. Yeah. And their coats, oh. like if you can find a nice wool coat or something, those always do really well too. And you can say the same about 
Zara, you know, people talk about it and like for buying them themselves, but resale people struggle sometimes with Zara. If you're picking up the right pieces, money maker. Yeah, I sold two, two Zara dresses this week. I sold one for $48 and I sold one in a bundle and it ended up being about 40. Yeah. Just this yeah. week. Yeah. Zara's good. Even LL Bean is a good one. And I know you have good experience with LL Bean. Yeah, I love LL Bean. I sold an LL Bean jacket this week, like the like a fleece jacket. It, it kind of looks like um like a Patagonia style. A brand that surprised me that I don't typically pick up, but I picked this up um because it totally had Chanel vibes and it was actually gorgeous. I want to say I picked this up at the bins the day that I got the Ferragamo bags. Um, mm-hmm. and it was DKNY. It was a leather quilted tote bag with like mm-hmm. a chain strap. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last time I picked up DKNY. And I know Donna Karen is different than DKNY and Donna Karen's high end and um, does well, mm-hmm. but like DKNY, uh, and this was just the softest leather quilted bag. And it totally like in, in light of talking about Chanel and mm-hmm. the crazy numbers that accompany that brand. Yeah. Yeah. This was, it sold for $50. I think I had it listed at 68 and somebody, and I would have never priced it that high had I not looked at the comps, but then I'm like, gosh, you know, this is doing okay. And then I priced it at 68 and I got a $50 offer on it, or I sent offers out or one or the other, but yeah, that's not a brand that I would typically reach for. I love DKNY handbags. I, when I was in like high school and college, I used to buy them at Macy's for myself because I love the quality of the leather. I love them. It, DKNY was big back in the oh, day. Oh, it was huge. Huge. Very big. If you had a DKNY anything, purse, dress, blazer, like you were the bee's knees. Yeah. I remember I was a young mom and, um, I had just started like working out. I've never been a big workout person, but I I was like feeling it, you know, and Jay had his job in Boston and it was some occasion and he splurged and like went into Lord and Taylor on, um, not Newbury street, one street over can't think right now, right, right outside of Copley, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, he bought me like a workout outfit. It was like a tank top and uh black, like workout leggings, you know, before the Lululemon craze, we're talking like circa 2002 yeah. and um, he paid full price. It was not like a Marshall's purchase or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it was so, so special that I had like a DKNY set that was like off the rack from Lord and Taylor as like a, a pretty 26 year old mom. Yeah. It was huge for me. Huge, huge. And in fact, I think I sold one, I think I sold something or listed something, but it has taken me, I'm 48. It's been 20 years and I did not want to let go of that. Well, because it, you know, certain things, it reminds you of like a moment in time or like, you know, when we really couldn't afford it and he like splurged and bought it. Yeah. That's awesome. Was a big deal. It did definitely have its moment. It did. And And maybe it still does have a moment and not so much in the resale world. Maybe it does to the people who you know, like to loyal to the brand or it's right. Or they like going to the department stores. That's just what they do. They go shopping to the department stores. So do you hear that? Right. Background noise. A little bit. Yeah. It's the garage door. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I'm hearing like, um, echoey little uh, thing. Okay. We'll um, I'm just going to give my weekly plug for Chico's and J Jill and Talbot's. Yeah. <laughs> Since I'm still selling stuff for my estate sale, but I sold a Chico's scarf this week for 20 bucks. It was new with tag. It's not for my estate sale. It was like a metallic gold. 
Um, I picked it up for $2 at a local, like a, a thrift store. And what else? J. Jill has to be on here somewhere. But anyways, th- those are brands that I, I used to pass on all the time, but have learned that they sell, even though it may not be my jam. Yeah. Yep. But it's good. Uh, that's okay. a good one. I, I do I do grab Chico's when I'm at the thrift store and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And I look at the brand. I'm like, oh, it's Chico's. Maybe I should try it. But then I never do it. I mean, some, some Chico stuff is absolutely, it's lovely. It's mm-hmm. lovely. But um, yeah, you just have to find the right pieces like anything. Some of it's kind of old lady vibes. And then sometimes you're like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. When was the last time you dressed up for Halloween? (laughs) So freaking random, Lori. Um, Tell me about your costume. (laughs) Well, this is like getting to know us, right? Um, I I don't even know if I can remember. Mm, So I like to pass out candy. It's something that I like to do. Um, and I typically dress up for that, but I, when, so the last three years. Yeah. I didn't been, know that about you. That's so mm-hmm, cute that you dress mm-hmm. up to hand out candy. I love, I love it. That. I don't think I'm going to do it this year because I'm not prepared, but maybe I will, who knows. Um, but the last three years in the apartment complex, there was no like trick or treating or anything. So I didn't do anything. So last time I did that was three and a half, almost four years ago. And I dressed up as um, like a diner girl. I had like a costume from like, I don't know, high school or college where it's like, I don't know, had like some diner name on it. It had the little skirt and everything. So adorable. And I had my hair in pigtails with my bright pink lipstick, like very fifties. I was just missing rollerblades and I would have been like, Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. But roller rollerblades would be in the nineties. No, you said I was roller missing skates. rollerblades. <laughs> Roller skates. Like, no, only if you're a nineties chick, then you can wear your rollerblades. Roller skates. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Mm-hmm. What about uh, you, Lori? When's the last time you dressed up? I don't even know. I mean, I would occasionally dress up to go out with my kids and I am like, because I love to wear black all the time. I would just often just black get cat. some cat cat ears, you know, it's just so easy. And I feel cute as a black cat. So, you know, many, many a years I trick or treat with my kids, with my kitty ears and a little pink nose and some whiskers in black and black and black and black. That's and like the classic, black. right? I mean, not what else to do. be a black cat. So yeah, that, that is what comes to mind. And yeah, Jay loves Halloween and he would love to like go all out and dress up for parties, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm not a big yeah. Halloween party person or like, I'm, I'm not like big on going out for Halloween. Like I like trick or treating and like for the kids and stuff like that. Like, you know, I love that aspect of it, but like not a haunted house or scary anything kind of girl. So <laughs> I can like enjoy it. a little spook here and there, like, but I have to be in the mood for it. And like, I just yeah. can't, um, yeah, I I think we're both Christmas girls. So we just wait to yes. get through Halloween to, yes. to skip right to Christmas. After October 31st, 12 a.m. hits, like, done. It's done. Christmas. It's already Christmas in my brain. Like, I, I'm already ready. <laughs> I This year, I feel like I need to start shopping because mm. prior to being a reseller, I was like, I was in the thick of it by October. And also with young kids, like I had mm-hmm. to like, hide the wrapping. And so I would like the back room, which is now like my clothing closet used to be unfinished and it was a locked door. And that's where all the gifts went. And it was a process. Um, but 
now I'm like begging my kids for lists. Like I'm working on their thrifted gifts because that's fun for me. And I'm at the thrift all the time, but I'm like, what do you want for like real presents? Like I, I promise right. I will get you something other than thrifted gifts, but like, you have to tell me what you want, but yeah, I'm very excited. And I don't host for Thanksgiving. I do Christmas and I do Easter at my house. So I don't really have to do anything for Thanksgiving. So we go immediately to Christmas and Angie's birthday is the first week in December. And for years, when she was a little girl, she did the nutcracker. Mm -hmm. And so we were like in full dance mode, nutcracker mode and getting ready for Angie's birthday. So like, I would have like Christmas all decorated and ready yeah. before like all of that kicked in because once nutcracker season started, like we just didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. I was at, um, where was I this past weekend? I don't know, Lowe's Home Depot. And they've had Christmas trees for like two weeks already. And I'm begging Matt. I was like, can we please buy a Christmas tree? He's like, it's October. I'm like, oh my can God, we but buy you're a Christmas in your tree? New house. Like you I get to put it up in October. <laughs> He's like, it's October 15th. I don't care. I want a Christmas tree now. <laughs> Right I now. support that, Daniela. I support. I want to get two. Get the luxury handbags. Get the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. I will spend the five hundred dollars on a Christmas tree if I have to. <laughs> we have been. Uh, we have wanted like the fake tree for a while. Like Jay and I both grew up with parents who had fake trees, and so yeah, when we got married, we were like, we are going to be the real tree people, like real trees for us. And we had the year that Angie knocked it down as a toddler, and Jay threw it out the window, and because he thought she was going to get hurt, we went to Target that night and spent all this money and redid our. Like we've had really low moments as parents with real trees <laughs> where it falls over and the water goes everywhere and the mm -hmm. saps on our face, like total Griswold disasters. Yep. But, um, but now we're at the point where like, man, can we get a fake tree? Because we've been doing the real tree thing for 24 years. Well, we've been married 27 years. We we've always gotten real. Trees. So yeah, 27 in June. And the kids are like, don't you dare, like, don't you dare. And so we're just kind of waiting until Rocco's out of the house. And then I think I'm going to get a fake treat again. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I love my fake treat. Listen, with cats, real tree doesn't fly. Just doesn't. Yeah, Lulu likes to sleep under the tree, but she doesn't. She doesn't fuss with it. Oh like no, cats my cats do. fuss with it. Like it, I don't even put right. ornaments on it anymore because I get the ones with pretty pine cones and snow and stuff on it because my cats will just knock everything over every single day. So it's just not worth it. But I love trees, right. so at least it looks pretty and it's got lights on it. I don't care if I don't put ornaments on it. Just I just want a tree. But cats kind of stop that. Like it, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. It is. Anyway, we love them. Halloween, Christmas, what else? Yeah, that's it on that question. If you could outsource one part of your reselling business, what would it be? And would you do it with, oh, what would you do with your extra time? And it can't be work-related. So easy. Not work-related, no problem. Um, <laughs> I could think well, I of feel like of things. we offload one part of our work, but then we just fill it with work. Yeah, I know. Gotta like, stop doing that. Not good. Right. Not good. So this is like a work-life balance question. Like your plate is, all of our plates are overflowing. Mm -hmm. If you could eliminate one thing and then like replace it with something non-work related, what would it be? 
if I could outsource the photographing and listing part to like someone local, like come and do all of this for me and Mm -hmm. free up however many hours it is a week that, you know, I would allow them to do it. That extra time I would spend doing things for myself, like actually going to get a massage that I used to get routinely to help with my rheumatoid arthritis, like go to acupuncture um, to help my rheumatoid arthritis, like work out. Like I can make time for it now, but it's like, I get stressed out trying to make time for it. So I'm like, well, if I make time for this, then I have to take this away. And then I got to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's taking away time from something else. Um, I try to keep it balanced, but it's hard. It's hard. Um, but I feel like if I could have like a Caitlin, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. It's funny. Cause the, the photographing is even though Caitlin does it for me, it's not my least favorite thing, but I think that it's kind of time consuming. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather take pictures than put inventory away, than bag inventory. Mm-hmm. Like I want that whole process taken away from that me. whole process. Yeah. That is, that is actually my dream. I don't, I don't wish for huge volume or warehouse yeah. or pallets or anything like that, but I would love three employees to do every step mm-hmm. of the every step. Like I I have a hand in it at all times, but yeah, like the, that part and then the inventory put away and then a little help with shipping. Like I don't mind shipping and I don't mind photo taking, but it's just super time consuming. And so it it was an easy thing to, and I still prep it, but yeah, it is, it is really nice. And I'll tell you, it's one of those things that once you let go of it, Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard for me to do again. Mm-hmm. Although I still do it. So like I probably take 25% of my images and Caitlin probably takes 75%. Yeah. But she does a lot of the stuff for me from the bins that like, I might not be excited to list. Right. But I know they're going to do like today. She took fo- like those overalls, those Patagonia yeah. overalls. Who feels like it. <laughs> Who wants to photograph overalls? Like they're just not fun to take pictures of. Like give me all the colorful patterned blouses that are super easy to photograph. Mm -hmm. I also like doing the small things. Like I love my photo box items, like Mm -hmm. close-ups of purses and shoes and small goods. Mm -hmm. Like I like to photograph those pants, overalls, maxi dresses, shoot maxi dresses. Every time I pick one up, I'm like, why do I do this? Why do I pick up maxi dresses? They're pain. Yeah. Pain in the ass to photograph. Yeah. Or white items, black items. I need them all. I know the worst. I just don't want to do them. I know, but they make like you know what I mean. And then and then I think to myself, well, if she lists these four items that I would dread to list in photograph, and therefore would not have picked them up if there were no Caitlin, and it takes her maybe say twenty minutes, say five minutes per item to list those four items, like that pays for her. Like Mm -hmm. if if my average selling price is thirty bucks, and say I profit say I profit $15 on each one of those. That's four hours of her time. If I pay her 14 50 an hour yeah. for 20 minutes of those, of taking pictures of things that I might not pick up if I didn't have her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I justify some of the stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I want a Caitlin, but I just can't get a Caitlin right now. I'm not in a place in my life or my business to have a Caitlin right now, but it's okay. You'll have a Caitlin. Eventually. She would laugh if she knew we were. And I've told her to pick her successor. I'm like, you need to find someone like at the high school, preferably like a sophomore. Look at her for a couple of years before, you you know, I said, or you can just commute to school. So you don't have to stop working for me. (laughs) The option is yours. The options are endless. I really think you should just stay with me. That's what I think you should do. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
You can, uh, you can get a little reselling education with me. What would you do with your free time, Lori? If you were to give something else up in your business, like would you outsource your YouTube editing? Nope. I would not. Uh, maybe portions of it, but unless somebody can always know when I want to, <laughs> when I don't want my back fat in it or my double chin, like unless they know the angles of the camera that really bother me, they can't do my editing. Get that. I get that. <laughs> um, I would love somebody to work on my, th- I would, I would love to ha- outsource maybe my thumbnails to somebody who's who's crafty and artsy and better at it than me. Um, That would be cool. So I would have somebody, I could let somebody do that. And I would love to let somebody do like the half hour before a video goes live, right. That they could just uh, go in and type in all my keywords and work on my title, but like, you know, check the SE, like just all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, cause once you get the video up, uploaded and such. And you're like, yes, I'm ready to go, but not really. Cause you have to spend mm-hmm. 30 minutes, like doing your description and, you know, yeah. pinning your first comment and all that stuff that takes all that time. Stupid stuff. It's all not, it's necessary. Stuff. It's not stupid. Yeah. But I yeah. get that. Yeah. I mean, I used to do that stuff for my boss when I worked in the marketing firm, like when we used to YouTube videos, my job was to upload and do all of that, like the descriptions and the titles and the SEO and look at other trending videos in this genre and, you know, kind of see what's working for them and what's not and and go off of that. Like that was, that was my job. That was part of my job. So I get that. Yeah. I could outsource that. I could, I could let that go, but honestly, I have, huh? What would you do with your free time? You'd answer that part. Probably go thrifting. (laughs) Probably just it's not supposed to, it's not work related. I would love to say I would ride my Peloton seven days a week, but that would never happen. Even if I had all day, every day to do it. I have spent my whole life wishing I exercised more and just don't. Mm. Um, well, I don't think you found that one thing. Maybe that excites you. I don't know the Peloton. I freaking love it. Every time I do yeah. it, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? I love it. Because other things it's, get in the way. It's just always the first thing to go. I've just, re- I have had moments in my life where I prioritize ac- exercise, but it's been a while. The last time yeah. I really prioritized exercise was when I was really obsessed with Bikram yoga. That's probably the closest I've ever been to obsessed with any form of exercise. And it was kind of addiction was Bikram. Um, yeah. And I did like the 30 day challenge where I did a workout every single day for 30 days and got like a little five dollar isn't t-shirt. that like that new thing you know that new thing that people are talking about amy put it on her um stories too the 75 hard thing have you heard about this no 75 hard where like you have to exercise twice a day once outside and once inside and you give up i don't know like there's all different versions of it like you can create your own but i know someone um who i used to work with who's who's done it and she's lost like 35 pounds doing it and it's not an exercise specific thing it's like being outside of your comfort zone basically mm-hmm. like um she gave up alcohol i don't think you can drink alcohol on the 75 hard thing like no alcohol you need to drink a gallon of water a day like it's like Damn. just being uncomfortable and doing things that we probably should be doing anyway with ourselves that we don't because life um yeah but yeah there's like this new 75 hard craze that i started looking into it and i was like mm, i don't think i have the commitment power to even do this right now like a gallon yeah. of water a day i could do it but i'd be peeing about 18 times in the first hour. So 
not conducive to work. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I always look at exercise programs and think they, they're probably wonderful, but for me, it's what I eat. Like 85% of whether you're losing weight or not, it's like, it's the food, right? So chill, chill out on the food. Today was my first gluten-free day that I've had in a really long time. I've been gluten-free in my life before. And I, I definitely have a lot more energy less inflammation and like my collarbone's been really bothering me. I have no idea why I think I slept funny, but, um, just the muscles in my shoulder, my collarbone, and I've just had like the puffy face and I'm just like, I know it's the gluten and the sugar. So today was like my first gluten-free day and I've had more energy and I've feel a little bit more alert. I'm not in like that fog. Um, so yeah, but I'm sure tomorrow I'll have pizza. So it was, we got a day here. All right. Let's end with our last question, which is an easy one to answer. What is the last thing you binged watched um, in its entirety? Um, so, well, does like miniseries count? I guess it doesn't have to be in its entirety. That was, okay. that was a little over the top. Just because what, what the last thing, watched? like in terms of a series, the last thing I binge watched would have been Handmaid's Tale, like oh. long series. Right. But um this past weekend, we finished it. Uh, the impeach, uh, impeachment, the American crime story has to do with Bill Clinton oh, yeah. and Monica Lewinsky. Finished it in oh, two nights. It? So good. So, so good. It's on it. FX now, which it's an app. So we downloaded the app, connected it to a provider, you know, that kind of stuff. And all six um, episodes are on FX now. I'm so, going to watch it. Yeah, yes, sounds so good. I watched the one with Versace. Same series, right? Versace was an excellent. OJ Simpson was the other one that they did. Is an OJ Simpson one? Oh, so good. Got to watch that one. There's 10 episodes. They aired the sixth one, seventh one is sometime this week. So I'll be watching that. So the, so the series isn't over, but we binged what it's, what's happened so far. And it is good. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. It's good. I already know Lori's answer to this question. So. Well, you're going to say Dexter, right? Yeah. So we're in the midst of Dexter. We've been watching it because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the new, the new, the reboot is coming up in November. So yes. we're, we're just finishing season six right now. So we have okay. seven and eight. I was say, yeah, there's two more after that. Yeah. But there's just so many episodes. It's like when we were watching Breaking Bad, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. But one that we flew through that I watched and then I told Jay to watch it and he watched it was Nine Perfect Strangers with mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on Hulu. It was like a... Uh, tranquility or it was like a retreat um, Mm. nine perfect strangers and they go to like this hippy dippy place um, Mm. with all different reasons it was really good it's out there it's out there but I enjoy it's from the David E. Kelly who wrote um, what was the other one with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman big little lies Mm. big little lies and it has it has those vibes and Nicole Kidman was in both and same writer so if you liked big little lies you would probably like this yeah I'm trying to I think really of other enjoy. series what's another series that I binged but this is like going a ways back um Sons of Anarchy if you like that kind of stuff I mean I, I've never seen Sons of Anarchy and my I, friend loved it so much She's God, like if you like so the Sopranos good. you'll love Sons of Anarchy oh, so, Sons of Anarchy is just it's a, a biker gang same thing it's just like the mafia it's fantastic like it is so good and um I'm sorry to interrupt you no, no, um fine. speaking of the Sopranos Sopranos. I don't know if it's the a reboot's movie. coming out, and it's, oh, it's a prequel. It's, James, prequel? it's a prequel yeah. of um, Tony Soprano as a kid, but it's yes. being played by James Gandolfini's real life son. 
Yes. Which I think is awesome. I can't wait for that. So awesome. And so sad. I can't believe he's gone. I know that's going to be good. And what's the other, there was another one too. The crown. That was another good one. The crown. I need to catch up on that. Um, I don't know. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm like nothing. I have to pee. (laughs) So we're going to cut the episode short here, guys. Lori's got to (laughs) go. Real life. As soon as you talked about the gallon of water, I was dead. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> All right, everyone. All right. <laughs> We're just gonna end it here. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I will catch you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villas Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week.